Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas. Yoradeya, Chedek Shemi, Hilchas Avodim, Halacha Beis, Paragraph Yud Gimel. We dedicate the learning today, Li'ilui Nishmas, Yen Tefrat Al-Bas Rabi Harini Kaporas Mishkava, and for a complete refor shalema for all those that need it, including Chavi Vachana Bas Galia, Idis Bas Miriam Brindle, Gitgen Endel Bas Sipoira, Lebelea Bas Sipoira, Gitlea Bas Frumit, Aviva Chaya Bas Esther Mindel, Shalom Avram Ben Lea Gitl, Gitla, Doniel Yeshua Ben Yente Frida Blima, Mecharachel Bas Hindalea, Fruma Bas Genesia, Yehudis Nechama Bas Miriam, Chaim Yitzchak Ben Chanarifka, Chaim Tzvi Ben Varalea, Shlomo Ben Rifka Sprinza, Yehudis Ruchama Bas Chavarus, David Ben Behia, Shengel Bas Lea, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rachel, Baruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Pesia Bas Chai Esther, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Avram Ben Soraleya, Sororachel Bas Yus Behendel, Besuch Sharchel Yisrael. We're hopefully going to be completing this halacha that we've been working on for a week or two now. <clears throat> Rav Nosanzal says, paragraph Yud Gimel, Vizel Bechinas Shavuos. Everything we've been learning till now about Svira Soimer and all the different pre-creation, post-creation is tied into the holiday of Shavuos. Sheboi Nitna Torah, which is the day on which the Torah was given. Achar Shesofru Yemea Svira. After having counted the 49 days of Svira, Sha'al Yodah Nitorin Mizuamas Mitzrayim, by which we purify ourselves from the Tumor of Egypt, Mibechinas Eved, we're going out of the category of Eved, slave, Mibechinas Orla, Mibechinas Sheker. V'yacharkach, Zoychen Lekabal HaTorah B'Shvuos, and after all of that, we're Zoychen to receive the Torah on Shvuos, Shehi Toiras Emes, the Torah is called emes, the opposite of all of that sheker we've been speaking about. Shalidea Torah mekashrin kol ha'olamos. The Torah is what bonds all of the different worlds. V'nichlal achar abria b'koydem abria, and joins together post-creation with pre-creation. Ki iker zois habechina nasalidei Torah semes, because what really accomplishes that is the Torah. V'yalkein kol ha-Torah mishuleshes. And this explains why the Gemara tells us that everything about the Torah is three. Kemayshom Rabbi Senezal, as the Gemara says in Shabbos, page 88, Brich Rachmona, deyohevlon uriatlisoi, aliyedetlisoi, beyoimtlisoi, beyarchatlisoi. Blessed is Hashem, who gave us a Torah of three, Torah, Nevi'im, Ksuvim, through a third person, Moshe Rabbeinu, the third member, the third child in his family, on the third day, after three day, a three-day preparation period, during the third month, the month of Sivan. Ki hi bechinas emes, bechinas shalom, shehi klula mi bechinas now. Because the Torah is the book of truth, the book of peace, the Pesach says, Dorochecho darche noyam v'chol nesivoyseh shalom. That all the paths of the Torah, the path of the Torah is a path of peace. 
And, and we've learned before that emes and sholem are related to three, a right, a left, and a center that brings them together. And this helps join together post-creation with pre-creation. That's the ultimate mission and purpose. And that's accomplished by studying and fulfilling the mitzvahs of the Torah. And this ties in beautifully what the Mishnah says in Pirkei Avos, Al Shloisha Dvorim Ha'olam The world stands on three things, Al Hadin, Val Ho'emes, Val Ha'Sholom. Shemar, as it says in a pasuk, Emes U'Mishpat Sholom Shiftu B'Sharechem. Ki Elu Ha'Shloisha Hein Bechina Achas. Because these three are really one. And each one of them includes all three inside of them. And all of them represent these three concepts, which is the maintaining of the world. Because what keeps the world alive? when post-creation is connected to pre-creation. All oneness. That's the ultimate purpose of the whole creation. And this is why Hashem created the world. He created the world so that there should be something else, and the something else should be able to merge together with the original one. And that's accomplished through these three paths. Shehu din u mishpat, that's one. Shaidei din emes, shemachnien hasheker, umavaren ho emes, nichlal habriya bekoidem habriya. One of the ways that we connect post-creation with pre-creation is when there's an honest judgment that's made, where the sheker is knocked out, the truth is revealed, and, and exactly. That's one of the major things that allows the, this, the post-creation to connect to pre-creation. Number two is emes, and number three is shalom. Ki emes hu gamkein bechinazu, because emes is also an aspect of this. Ki hakoel tolui beemes, because everything is dependent on emes. When there's emes, then Hashem's eyes are upon us. There's a Pasuk, Rabbein Ezal quotes this in the beginning of chapter 51, A person who speaks falsely cannot be in the presence of my eyes. I don't want him in my vision. So we see that MS brings the vision of Hashem upon you. And through all of this, everything plugs into that oneness. And this is the whole concept of Shalom. Shehu Bechinas Hamachria. That's the compromise. Shaisim Shalom Bein Hafochim. Where we make peace between two opposites. Bein Yemin Usmoil, right and left. Ki Shalom Mekasher Hakoil, Venichlal Smoil Biyamin. Because peace is what ties everything together, and the left gets merged in with the right. Achar abriya, post-creation with pre-creation. 
וזה בחינס השם יבורך אס עמוי ושולוי. And this is why the Pesach says, May Hashem bless his nation with Sholem, Ki Sholem hu kli machzik bracha. Because the Gemara tells us that the vessel which can contain blessing is Sholem. Ki ikar ha-brochos ha-nemshochem ibchinas koidom Because the blessings which all originate from Hashem, from pre-creation, Ki Shom mekoyor ha-brocha. Because that is the source of all bracha, it is impossible for us down here, post creation, to be able to draw blessing from pre creation without sholim. Shehu mekasher hakol. Sholim brings everything together, v'nichlal achra abriya bekoidem abriya, and then post creation can connect with pre creation. Vazai nimshach brocha mimekoyer habrocha, and then we're able to draw blessing from the source of blessing, leklal habriya kula, for the entire creation. Interesting to note, Sholem means bringing together two sides. You can only have Sholem when there's two. So the Reb Shimshon Ostropolio, who's one of the great Mekubolo, one of the great Sadiqim, has incredible Chidushim, says that the word Sholem, the term Sholem, comes from the union of Yud Kevavke, Hashem's name, everything originates from Hashem the way Hashem is written, and the way it's spoken. It's written, Yud Kevavke, we pronounce it Aleph Dalet Nun Yud. When you line them up together, the Yud over the Aleph, the He over the Dalet, the Vav over the Nun, the He over the Yud, it's Bigimatria 340, which is the word showing, Shin Lamed Vav Mem, with the four letters, with the four letters showing that, again, Sholem is unity. Sholem is bringing about the union between top and bottom. yud Vavke is the top of the top of the top. That's the holiest, highest name of Hashem. Aleph Dalet Nun Yud is the lowest aspect of Hashem, the aspect of Hashem that's down here with us, the Shekhinah, what we call the Shekhinah, the lowest aspect, as is explained in the Sefer Shari Oira, towards the beginning. Yes? Mm-hmm. Question, isn't Hashem's name Ekya the highest name? The answer is, everything is relative, but in, in, in a, sometimes we will refer to Ekya as higher than Yudke Vavke when we're talking about the Yudke Vavke of Tiferes. Hashem's name Yudke Vavke sometimes is associated with Tiferes, sometimes with Chachma. When it's Tiferes, it's below Ekia. When it's Chachma, it's above Ekia. In its original, original form, Yudke Vavke is the top of the top. What is the difference between Din and Emes? The answer is, again, everything is relative. It depends on the discussion that we're having. The, the term din usually is associated with gvura, the left side. That's called midas hadin. We want to convert midas hadin to midas hachesed. 
sometimes the term din will refer to malchus, dina de malchus dina, the Gemara says. The law of government is the law. We must follow the law of the government. And, and whereas emes usually is the combination of chesed and gvura. Emes, titain emes le Yaakov. Avraham is chesed, Yitzchak is gvura, Yaakov Avinu is emes, which brings it all together. Emes is the first letter of the Aleph Beis, the last letter of the Aleph Beis, and the middle letter of the Aleph Beis, bringing it all together. And now we understand also the bracha, the blessing that the Koyanim gives us, which ends with that word Sholaim. And in which part of the Amidah, which part of the Shmon Esrei did he give the blessing? By the right next to Sim Sholaim, right before Sim Sholaim. Ki Iker Habrocha Nimshachel Habriya. Because the main way that we in this world draw blessing from pre-creation is by this world joining together with pre-creation. That's an example of this showing between the two, between pre-creation and post-creation. Because what the blessing is all about, what the bracha is all about is to counter and eliminate the klala, the curse, the negativity that has come into existence post-creation. Once there was creation, there was two, so there's room for negativity in everything. And by merging together post-creation with pre-creation, where it's all one, all good, that's how we eliminate all of the curses at their source. And we're able to draw down all the blessings, all the goodness into the creation, into the world. May Hashem bless his nation with Sholem. Again, this union between pre-creation, post-creation. Baruch Hashem. Both Torah and Shalom have a Babin. If we eliminate the Babin and make the, um, the three-letter words, is there any kind of thing we can work on in Yushan now? <laughs> Both the words Shalom and Torah have the letter Vav in it. The letter Vav usually represents the Torah. Rabbi Nezal speaks about that in chapter 1 in Likut Imran. The Torah is like a stick. The le- and the Luchas were 6 by 6, the letter Vav. The, the word Tofresh Hey and the word Shin Lamed Mem, Sholem. Sholem means complete. The word Sholem means peace. And the word Sholem, also, it also comes from the word Shlemus, complete, whole. When, when there's machlokas, it's a break. Two things are broken in half. Separ- separation. Shalom is shalom shlemus completion. <coughs> After this halacha, <coughs> re- remember this was hilchas avodim halacha beis. Now it says here hilchas avodim halacha gimel. The third discussion on the topic of hilchas avodim you will find earlier 
in Hilchas Mila, Halacha Gimel, paragraph Tess. There, Rav Nassazal included a, a, also a discussion about Avodim. And Halacha Dalit, the fourth discussion on the topic of Avodim, you'll find earlier in Hilchas Mila, Halacha Dalit, paragraph Yud Beis. And a fifth discussion on the topic of Hilchas Avodim, you'll find earlier in Hilchas Mila, Halacha Hey. We had this before where Rav Zal included, he spoke about Avodim, and then he compared it to, I'm, I'm sorry, he spoke about Mila, Bris Mila, and then he said, and now you'll understand why an Evid gets a Bris Mila. It's not out of order. Ah, because when Rav Zal was writing about Mila, things, Chidushim came into his mind about why an Evid has Bris Mila. And he wrote the Chidush over there as part of Hilchas Mila. And it's interesting, this follows the format of the Gemara. The Gemara says about itself that the style of the Torah is it's aniyah b'mokam echod v'ashira b'mokam acher. The Torah is poor in one place and rich in another place, meaning a topic will be introduced on a certain page, but there you'll only get a little bit on the topic. You have to learn further, 20 pages further, or the next Gemara, and there you'll have a whole major elaboration on that topic. That's, the Torah was designed that way uh, intentionally in order for us to know you need the big picture. It's not enough to learn 20 pages or to learn one topic in one area because the nature of the Torah is everything is filling in pieces of a jigsaw puzzle, that kind of thing. question, there seems to be so much machlekes in the Torah. Is this the pathway to Shalom? The answer is yes. And, and again, the machlekes in the Torah, the Zohar Kodesh explains that had Adam and Chava not eaten from the Eitz Hadas, the Torah wouldn't be in this format, sort of. It would have been much smoother and much easier. Because they chose to partake from this tree that had good and bad together in it, the good and bad went into the Torah, so that the Torah also now is combobulated, as some people would say. It's a mishmash of, of good, of right, of right and wrong, that kind of thing. And we have to toil and work hard and struggle to sort it out. Moshiach, one of the nicknames of Moshiach is Sar Sholem, the master of peace. He's going to be the one to resolve when he comes. Elianovi is going to come before to resolve certain doubts, and Moshiach will put the finishing touch on the Sholem. How is Emes different from Sholem? If the function of both is to bring everything together, <coughs> in our context that we're speaking now, they go together. They do go together. That's how Rav Nosenzal presented it here. There must be certain differences in others because uh, an example, Rav Nosenzal says in chapter 51 that MS is one. MS is one. If I want to tell the truth about this, I can say it's a cup. If I want to say Sheker about it, I could say it's a chair, it's a, it's a broom, it's a window. I can say Sheker is many, MS is one. Shalom, the term Shalom, generally refers to a bringing together of two. That's one of the differences between the two.
Now we go into a new topic, Hilchis Geirim, which is a major chapter in Shulchan Aruch, in Yeridea, major chapter. <coughs> and in most religious circles, you'll hardly hear this topic ever brought up at all whatsoever. There's almost no discussion at, at all about it. And in Rabbeinu Zalzforim, it plays an important role in Likut Emaran. There are several chapters in, in Likut Elochis. Now we're going to see incredible chidushim on this topic. And, and we know that Geirim, that Moshiach, the Moshiach ben David that we're waiting for, comes from Egioris, comes from Rus Hamoyavia, Rabbi Akiva ben Geirim, Rabbi Meir from Nero. So th- this is an important piece of, of Judaism, Yiddishkeit. And I'll just mention lightly, because I wasn't there at the time and I don't know everything about it, but I know that in the Syrian community, this is going back possibly to the 1920s or 30s, when they first came over from Syria to the United States especially, and they did not have their own yeshivas yet, they didn't have the, the infrastructure to really be, be promoting Yiddishkeit to the whole community, and there were kids that needed to go to school. There weren't any. They went to public school, and there was tremendous. And because most of these people were businessmen, they right away jumped into the business world, interacting with non-Jews all over the place. And there was a major worry of 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 p- children and people marrying non-Jews, intermarrying with non-Jews because all of this association with non-Jews and not having a solid structure of, of Jewish education. So there was a decree made, a decree, that our community does not accept converts. Period. Period, exclamation point. Under no circumstances. And if a person marries a convert, they will not be, their children will not be accepted in our schools, they will not get an aliyah to the Torah, etc., etc. And this was done, I believe, as a protection because there was a fear that people would want to marry non-Jews and the conversions would be done not properly. If a conversion is done just to marry a Jew or just to, to, for the sake of marrying a Jew, it, it doesn't really count. This was something enacted. My rabbi, Rav Rosenfeld, who was very, very knowledgeable in all facets of Torah, had a situation that came up of a case of a person who was living with a non-Jewish woman because he was part of the community and the community wouldn't accept conversion, etc. And he couldn't accept, he couldn't accept allowing this student to be living with a non-Jewish woman every day, etc., etc. And he tried to challenge, as far as I know, the decree, he, tried, he brought all kinds of proofs that you can't make a decree like this to tear out a mitzvah, not one mitzvah, several mitzvahs of the Torah and to say this doesn't exist, etc., etc., and there was major, major battle involved in this, and I believe that in the end this was one of the rare cases where he went ahead and, and did the conversion for this person. He knew the woman, he knew the man, he knew that everything was 100% sincere here in terms of following the laws of the Shulchan Aruch, 100%, etc., etc. But this was a, a major challenge to the rabbis of the community at the time, <coughs> Should be zeichet to the clarity of the Torah. The Shulchan Aruch begins: Hager nichnas bedas Yisrael al yidei mila utvila v'tzorich bezin. 
a, a non-Jew enters into the Jewish Judaism through a bris milah, and th- if it's a man, tvila, dipping in the mikvah, and it requires a bezin of three to oversee this whole process. And this halach will be based on chapter 19 in Likut Imran. Also, other chapters in Likut Imran will be referenced, 34 and others in this halacha. Remember, this is halacha aleph, which Rav Nosnesal wrote during Rav lifetime. This was in the beginning, beginning of his career in writing Likut Halachas. And therefore, the style is different than the later halachas usually less explanatory, shorter, crisper, you know, different things. Because prior to the conversion, this person was a member of the 70 nations. Whom Rabbi Nezal says, these 70 nations are connected to Pegam Habris, which is called the, a composite of all negativity, of all the Taivas Royce and Midas Royce. The Zohar Kodesh refers to it as a raging fire of, of 70 stars. Shehu Bechinas Orla, which is the Orla, Kemuva de Rabbeinu, as Rabbeinu Zal discusses in chapter 19 in Likut Imran. Valkain, Kishanichnas Bedas Yisrael. And therefore, when this non Jew wants to enter into Judaism, we have to give a bris milah. And this one mitzvah makes the change from goy to Jew. Because this is one of the proofs that this one item is koilel the entire Torah. The word bris is 612 plus the word itself is 613. This is all 613 mitzvahs rolled up into one. Because by eliminating the orla, by this we eliminate the most powerful neg- negative force, which was attached to this person when he was a member of the 70 nations. And then he enters into the Jewish nation. Because this is what really defines the holiness of the Jewish nation and sets us apart from all other nations. This purity. A man has a wife. Children, Jewish children are brought into to the world through a kosher relationship between a man and a woman. Shehi bechinas mila, which is what the bris mila is is a major part of. This is what has set us above the other nations. Kemuva bedivrei Rabenu neiro yoyer, as is brought in the words of Rabenu, not Rabenu Zal, Rabenu neiro yoyer. Rabenu may his light shine. This was written when Rabenu Zal was living. V'yacharkach chayiv tefila. After the bris mila and after the wound heals completely, because the Gemara says that water dipping in water, when a wound is not healed completely, water can do harm, damage. It's important. Every line in the Torah is advice, medical advice, health advice, all kinds of things. The Gemara, the Shulchan Aruch quotes the Gemara on this. 
that again has to wait till it heals completely because when a person has a wound that's not healed completely, we don't say, no, the mikveh can't do any harm. Mikveh can do harm in those rare instances. In order to make the person into a new, brand new person. Because when a person goes to the mikvah, they're hiding themselves, they're submerging themselves totally in the mikvah waters. Which is like leaving the physical world and going above it, going into the spiritual realm, into Olam Haba. The 40 saw of the mikvah are the 40 which is Bina, Ben Arboim Labina. And there, the person becomes brand new, like a brand new creation. Like a person who has completed the entire tshuva process. Like tshuva. What is tshuva about? Becoming a new person. As it says in Eicha, Hashiveinu Hashem Eilecha v'nashuva, Chadesh Yameinu Kekedem. Hashem, let me do a tshuva new. I want to be a new, brand new person. The Gemara says, Ger shen is gayer kekoton shenoil adomi. When a ger converts, he's like a newborn baby. And when a person does tshuva, he's like a newborn baby. V'kemuva kol zel el, Rav Zal says, as I discussed all of this previously, in Hilchas Tvilas Kalim, in, in Hilchas Hechshir Kalim Halacha Aleph, and in Hilchas Megillah Halacha Aleph, where Rav Nosson Zal spoke about this. V'alkein Chayev Ager Tvila. This is why the Ger has to go into the Mikvah. Kadesh Nishadesh Mamish. That's what makes him brand new. And that's what changes him from a non-Jewish body to a Jewish body. And it requires a bezden of three. And the halacha says, while he's in the mikvah, not when he's underwater, obviously. When he's standing in the mikvah above water, Bezin tells him some of the mitzvahs that he's taking upon himself. And he accepts upon himself the authority of Hashem. Because as Rabbi Nezal says in chapter 34 in the Kutimran, there, Rabbi Nezal uses the term nekuda, the nekuda that's found inside of every one of us. And now Rabbi Nezal says, one of the definitions of nekuda is the neshama, the neshama that's found inside of every one of us. V'chol ha-nekuda shal Yisrael mekablim mi nekuda And all of the individual souls of the Jewish people receive from the collective soul which is the tzaddik, which is Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe, Mem is 40, Shin is 300, 40 times 300 is 12,000, He is 5, 12,000 times 5 is 60,000, and Moshe Rabbeinu was 10 Amos tall, 60,000 times 10 is 600,000. The Gemara says, Moshe Rabbeinu is like a rabbin, he's like the whole Jewish nation wrapped up into one. When a person gets married, he says to his wife, Hareat Mekudeshesli, Betabazu, Kedas Moshe Yisrael. 
you are hereby married to me with this ring, with this, based on the law of Moshe and the Jewish nation. Moshe and the Jewish nation are, are equal. As Rabbi Nezal discusses this in chapter 34. And we already discussed this in the beginning of this book, in Hilchas Nedarim Halach Aleph, that when three rabbis get together, a, a quorum of three, is this Nekuda Kloli. They become like a Moshe Rabbeinu. Because again, three is MS, three is Aleph Mem Tov, three is the entire Torah, like we learned just on the previous page. They have the power, the Jewish nation in general, but especially three rabbis together, have the authority to rule and to issue a decision based on what they want. They represent the tzadik, the total, the total nekuda. Because once you have three, they are representative of the entire Jewish nation, which is made up of three. Koyhein, Levi, the Israel. Shehu bechinas klal Yisrael, shebechinas nekuda klolius. That's the entire na- Jewish nation. That's this composite of all. Question? The boy has the milah uh, at uh, the hospital in America. Mm-hmm. There's no drawing of the blood. Zero? Problem. Big, big problem. Yes. We unfortunately we have it today. Jews. Jews who are not religious, not observant, or non-affiliated, who circumcise the doctors in the hospital consult, have to consult a real Torah authority to see if what what value it has. Or that the child has to go through an official bris, hatofas dam, letting blood and with the bracha in a minion, the whole quorum that's needed, you know, for a, a, a real, bris, an authentic bris milah. And the woman also has the bet din going in and telling her the. Uh... The answer is yes, although again, the bet din, there's a woman or wi- women that are appointed to oversee her dipping in the mikvah. The bet din is outside, well, and course, they exact and they correct. They tell her some of the basic laws. I've always heard that it was to dissuade them from. That's how it starts. Rab Nosanzal quoted here, chapter two hundred and sixty-eight in Shulchan Aruch. Paragraph 2. It's a long paragraph there, and it begins that first we try to tell them, you don't want this. Being a Jew today is suffering, it's persecution, it's all kinds of problems. It's, if he says, you're right, and I'm really not worthy, I feel that I'm, I'm not really worthy and even deserving of this, then we change the channel and we start being Makarivim. We tell them all the benefits of being a Jew. We tell them also that there's Gan Eden and Gehenna. That to get those benefits, you have to be a righteous Jew. You have to really accept all the mitzvahs and everything. That paragraph in Shulchan Aruch goes into all of this. You can tell by these early halachas that there are a lot of mahavu one two knockouts. It's not long. It's boom, 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 boom. Exactly. That's a difference in style between the first halachas and likud halachas and the latter ones. Yes.
question, but wouldn't it be more correct to say that toivling in the mikveh is the tikkun akloli, because it works both for a man and for a woman, undergoing a conversion, while bris milah works only for a man. We have representation from the women's gallery. <laughs> the answer is, we cannot say that. We, here again, we cannot use just our own logic in defining what's taking place. So a woman does, have, does not have a bris milah, does that mean she doesn't have tikkun abris? Chas v'shon. It means by her that tikkun abris is in a different way. When a woman is nida, let's say, and she hasn't gone to the yet, is she in a state of pigam abris? Chas v'shon. We need to know the Torah defines everything. There's many nuances and many details, all kinds of details. And we look to the sources to give us the accurate understanding of each and everything. What tikkun akloli is and what it, you know, and what's partial tikkun, etc., etc. V'alkein hager tzorich bezdin kedei sheyo'iru boi minekuda shebohen. And this is why the ger requires a bezin, in order that these three rabbis, who represent the entire Klal Yisrael, who represent Moshe Rabbeinu, the tzaddik, they are shining into this person their light, their nekuda haklali, their nekuda which represents, which contains everything. Koyen Levi and Yisrael. hanekuda, said the ger should receive this. And this is how, this is what, what makes him become a member of the holiness of the Jewish people. Which is especially dependent on this nekuda, this neshama, which has to receive from the nekuda kloli, which has to receive from the tzadi. Because while he's still in the water, we tell him some of the mitzvahs. And by these rabbis verbalizing it, by them saying to him, this mitzvah, this mitzvah, they are shining into him, this light. In that chapter, in the Kudaman, Rabbi Nezal speaks, he quotes this pasuk, that there's a, a dot, there's a yud and a vav. There's the mouth and the heart. Rabbi Nezal goes into this in tremendous detail in chapter 34 in the Kutimran. But again, and Rabbi Nezal, and, and there's a, there's a posik in the Torah, beficho ubilvavcho la soisoi, that you're going to say, that people are going to say, the Torah is, is heavenly. How can I go up, how can I go, go up to heaven? Impa- the Torah says, don't say that, because it's within your mouth and heart to fulfill the Torah. That the mouth and heart are just about, they represent everything. And in that chapter in the Kutimran, Rabbi Nassau gives many examples of what mouth and heart are. So here, Rabbi Nassau is telling us, that's why a critical part of the conversion is that these rabbis should say, they have to tell him some of the mitzvahs, and by doing that, they're shining this light of the mouth into him. And just like when a rabbi teaches a student, how does he teach him? By telepathic? No. He's got to talk. The rabbi has to talk and the student has to listen. So through this, they, this is how the ger receives this nekuda. And then he becomes a Jew.
And this is why the halacha is that it's while the ger is standing in the water that they tell him these mitzvahs. Because it's brought in Sifrei Kabbalah, it's impossible to return, to send the soul into a person without the dipping in the mikvah. And therefore, specifically when he's in the water, that's when he's receiving the neshama, that's when they have to speak to him. They're shining this nikud into him. And there and then he's receiving the neshama through the dipping. Because Rabbi Nelson is all saying again, this term nekuda that Rabbi Nelson uses over there in the Kutimran, which it's hard to know what exactly does he mean. Rabbi Nelson is giving us one definition that the nekuda means the neshama. So here's this massive spiritual experience happening in the mikvah with the bedin men there. But how do they do this if you're not allowed to mention Hashem's name in the mikvah? The answer is the, the bedin is not inside. They're outside the mikvah room with like a door open and they're giving over the, these words. They're, they don't mention the name of Hashem but it's in this context it seems they can say they can mention mitzvot. They can mention actual mitzvot. Good question, because usually you're not allowed to say you're not allowed to speak Torah in a mikvah. You're not allowed to say Hashem's name. You're not even supposed to say Shalom Aleichem to someone in a mikvah. But here, because they're outside, and because because of this whole process, it is done. I wonder if any of the Mafarshim bring up that point and, and say how it's dealt with. Interesting. In, 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 in Yes, yes. The, the, it's compared, a person dipping in the water of the mikvah is compared to a child in the mother's womb. At the mitzvah of sukkah, there are certain mitzvahs which it says you do with your whole body. Sukkah, you go into the sukkah with your whole body. Eretz Yisrael, you go into Eretz Yisrael with your whole body. Certain extraordinary mitzvahs that are like this. V'alkein sorech liois mila koidem hatvila. And now we'll understand why the correct order for a man is Mila, then Tvila. It's impossible for a person to receive that light of that Nekuda, of that spirituality, <coughs> without Mila. Because over there in chapter 34, Rabbein Zal quotes from the Zohar Kodesh and the Arizal showing that when there was the original shattering of the vessels, a certain very high level light, the light of Chesed, dropped down to the bris. It dropped down to the Mokoim of bris shalayim. As Rabbein Zal discusses this over there in chapter 34. Ayin Shom, take a look over there. Ki cherpo hilonu. Because when the, when the brothers of Yosef Atzah, when Shechem and his father, Hamor, took Dina captive, and Shechem wanted to marry her, they said to him, Ki hilonu, it, it would be a shame unto us for her to marry you if you don't have a bris milah. So we see that the orla is referred to as cher, cherpo, shame, embarrassment. 
And Shehu Bechinas Cherpo Shavro Libi. And Rabbein Azal starts that chapter in Likud Imran with a Pasuk and Tilim saying that shame is what has broken my heart. Shame referring to sins, especially Pigama Bris. Shezeo Bechinas Pigam Hanakuda. That's the damage to the soul, damage to that holiness. I and Shom look over there in Likud Imran. Therefore, before this whole process, when this person was a goy, an orel, ki kol hagoyim arelim, because all non-Jews are called arelim. The word orel means that tumah of the bris. as it says in the Mishnah Dorim, page thirty-one, ki yenikas hashivim umoyis humishviras kelim. Because the 70 nations of the world, they draw their spirituality from the shattered vessels. That's where the klipos came into existence, and that's where they are. Shehi bechinas orla, which is orla, bechinas cherpa. And therefore, when this non-Jew wants to leave there and enter into the holiness of the Jews, Tzorich Mila <coughs> requires Mila Kedei Lohosir Acherpa to remove that shame. Kedei Lohitzioi Mimbechinas Hashvira to take him out of the shattered vessels. Venizgale Bris Shalom and to reveal the Bris of Peace, it's called Bris Shalom. That's the term that was used when Pinchas, when Pinchas killed Zimri. Hashem said, I'm giving him Bris Shalom. Sheshom Shoyre Eitzel Yisroel Or Hanakuda. Because it's there by the bris kodesh, that's where the, the main light of the neshama of a Jew is shining. It's brought that again in the relationship between husband and wife, when they are together, the entire energy of the entire body from head to toe is going into the bris. So, so Rav Nosson says that's where this oyer hanekuda is. It's by the bris. And now, when this man is standing in the water, and the Bezdin is telling him some of those laws, some of the mitzvahs of the Torah, that's when he is receiving this oil of the Nekuda. Because again, he already had the bris mila, which removed the orla, which removed the cherpa, which removed all the negativity. The, the bad stuff was removed, it's like you want, you want to write, you have a piece of paper that has writing on it. And it's, it's the wrong writing. The first thing is we erase the wrong writing completely. Get rid of that. And then you can write the new writing on it. That's the removal of the Arla. And now we can shine into him a holy neshama. Isn't that his brain? Isn't what in his brain? The, the answer is, it's in, the neshama is in the brain. The neshama is the brain. We usually say that when you put on tefillin in the morning, we say, Shana Shoma Shebemoichi. It's also in the heart. Vahoyer Einate, there's many psukim that's. And it's exact, and it's also by the Bris Kodesh. It's in those, those are three of the major locations where it is. For example, we say there are three kings in the body. The brain is a king, the Moach. The lave is a king, the Lamid. And the Kovid, the liver, is a king of the Sitrachra in the body. Mem Lamed Chav is Melech. Every Jew is a king, royalty. The mel- mo- so I'm saying each part, each one of these is very significant. Sometimes we'll focus on the Nisham and the brain, 
sometimes will focus on, on the heart. And in this, in this play, in chapter 34, Rabbi Nezah brings the sources from the Zohar Kodesh to show that the focus is the Bris Kodesh. The Hainu. <clears throat> it's something else. Everything is relevant. The Kovei, the Gemara says, the Kovei is blood, wall to wall blood. Blood is redness, negativity, pegama bris, dam nida. You know, those, those go together. That's the negative side of all of this. Through this process, this non Jew is exiting from the broken, from the shattered vessels, entering into tikkun, something that's complete and whole. And taking something from something that's broken <coughs> and making it whole again, making it whole, that's called, that's new. As good as new. I'm gonna repair this and it's gonna be as good as new. as is known. As is known. While we're mentioning this, we have an opportunity to mention something from Reb Nachman Burstein Zachrinavracha. That again, we're talking about broken and, and, and repaired. W- one of the great tzaddikim in Breslov, Reb Avram Reb Nachman, once said that Rabbeinazal, the tzaddik, has the ability to, ma- to affect such a tikkun that it'll be not as good as new, but even better than new. <coughs> better than had Adam and Chava not eaten from the eight sadas. Adam and Chava eating from the eight sadas caused shattering, breakage. <clears throat> we're going to fit, we're going to repair, repair, but you can never, a, a, a repaired thing can never be as good as brand new, can it? <clears throat> the answer is yes. And Rav Nachman said he never really understood that. Like, how, how is that possible? <clears throat> Until he had a situation in his own life. He had a couch, and they used the couch for many years, and one of the legs broke. And they gave it, he couldn't afford to buy it, gave it in to be fixed, and it was fixed. Couple of years later, it broke again. That gave it in a second time to be fixed. Couple of years later, it broke a third time, and this time he thought to himself, "Time for a new." So he called up the guy and told him, "It looks like I'm going to have to get a new cow." He says, "No, no, no, bring it in. We have a new type of glue now, where you're going to see we're going to repair that leg, and that leg's going to be stronger than the other one. That leg is going to be more difficult to break than the one that, that never broke at all." And he said this reminded him of this concept, that the tzaddik is able to affect a tikkun for a person to be better than new. And an example of this is the Gemara says, A person who was religious his whole life, never ate tray, never, never, never. <clears throat> and you get a person who's Balchuva, who lived a part of their life non-religious at all, but Choser Bachuva, the Gemara says that in certain respects, the Balchuva is on a much higher level than the, than, the, than the person who was religious his whole life. There are certain advantages that the Balchuva has over the person who led a whole religious life. So, is there any opinion that says Adam Rishon knew about this and therefore he ate on purpose in order mm. to... To come out stronger in the end? The answer is I don't know. I don't know. It would seem, it would seem that here again, that this was part of Hashem's real plan. That because again, Hashem could have done anything. Hashem could have seen to it that this shouldn't that Hashem's wisdom, Hashem's infinite wisdom dictated 
that everything is going to be better as a result of the sin, as a result of all the negativity, than had it not happened. Had it not happened. The woman's question is bothering me. Why, why would you say Should question is go ahead. Didn't we um, say that the the tongue is the same matter as the rib, and uh, we always uh, talked about the women having um, nine tenths of speech. So yes. maybe that's their. The answer is that here again, I'm sure. I'm I, I'm sure that in in many places in the Gemara and in the especially in the Zohar Kodesh Darizal they give us a, a clearer understanding of the man's role and the woman's role and how they're both playing major, major roles in affecting tikkun ha'olam and everything. Major, different. And when a man wants to become a woman or a woman wants to become a man, then they're in big trouble. Big, 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 big trouble. Big trouble. But both of them are very significant. Both of them have their path in Yiddishkeit and their significant role. As far as a woman saying tikkunah kloli, the answer is the word kloli means general. That the most important focus of tikkunah kloli is tikkunah bris. And the most important focus is on a man's issues in tikkunah bris and pegama bris. But Rabbeinu Zal shows in chapter 29 that Chloe means Chloe, that this is the control room of everything. And when, when this is repaired, it affects all 613 mitzvahs, all 613 parts of the body, men, women, everybody. Therefore, the Tikkun Chloe, those 10 chapters of, of Tehillim, are good for men and women to say, no question. It was especially, Rabbeinu Zal especially revealed it, to correct the problem of mikrela, to correct certain aspects of pigama bris by a man, that it retailed to a man, you know. But, but Rabbi Nezal shows there that this is everything. This covers everything, everything. Baruch Hashem. We should be a to learn and to understand and to absorb and fulfill everything that we're learning and thereby be a to the uval etziyah goyel the Pasuk says Moshiach will come when there'll be a higher level Tikkun Abris when all the Jews and all the Bali Tshuva and all the Geirim and all the when everybody will, will, will do our part we'll have the Gula Shleimah Amen Amen